We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, everybody, and welcome into the Backliners podcast. Agro and Barracuda, not as per usual because Barra skipped on me last week. Uh, but I guess as a, oh. a as a rare treat, we've got Barracuda, and as well, we've got the brand new world champion support in Rongu from the Atlantis Leviathans. Ronnie, thanks for uh, thanks for joining us, and congratulations on the big dub, man. That was uh, we're gonna talk about the whole run and all that kind of stuff, but um, it was impressive to say the least. You guys made it um, convincing, I'd say. Yep. Yeah, it was it was a good good run. Actually, when we lost to the in the playoffs, someone was like, "Okay, this is good, guys. We're gonna make a run." I was like, "Bro, we just lost. Like, how how is he positive with this?" <laughs> you gotta trust that uh, that Zatman Mansell man. He yeah, I loved so many times. I mean, you guys would stand up and you'd be yelling that you won a game and that kind of stuff. And uh, and Zap was always just sitting there, wasn't even smiling, yeah. bro. He's just sitting there like not even happy yet. Yeah, I was watching the replays, and we were all hyped up, and then somebody's like, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking, like, I wonder if you guys win, what his reaction's going to be. Like, is he even going to to ex- be excited then? But he was. You know, he was excited at yeah. that point. But he was just he was just focused in, bro. He was just focused in. Yeah, um, I remember the fourth game against the Kings, and when we won, he was like, oh, damn, I'm too old for this. <laughs> we just laughed. <laughs> Dude, was, I feel that. That's that's an absolute mood. Um, all right, well let's uh, let's just kind of start um, at the quarters and uh, and kind of move our way up that kind of stuff. Uh, Barra, that does mean we have to talk about your set. Sorry about that, buddy. Uh, yeah. But before yeah. Uh, before we get to it, we want to let you guys know that this episode of the Backliners is brought to you by Axie Infinity. Play to earn games are games that allow you to earn crypto in game, and Axie Infinity is the most popular play to earn crypto game in the world. Go to go.okex.com slash Axie or link in the chat uh, to find out how you can start earning crypto today. Um, all right, the first uh, quarterfinal was the Jade Dragons up against the Solar Scarabs. Barra, you weren't here to talk about predictions. Hazer and I talked about them a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we were saying that obviously the Scarabs could beat the Jade Dragons, but that we expected the Dragons to kind of step up and, and look like their normal selves. Mm-hmm. Um, and they did in game one. Uh, and then they did not after that, uh, Barra, well, I guess we'll kind of start with you here that, uh, what were you thinking when you were watching this set? Um, well, we were screwing both those teams a lot before, obviously, cause they were on the other side of the bracket and both of them seemed pretty weak going into worlds. Um, we were winning, I think like 85, maybe a higher percentage of the scrims, like going into worlds. And so we were kind of thinking it was a toss-up between the teams and just who shows up that day because neither one was really playing great against what we were playing. And I think that baited us a little bit into some (laughs) some picks. Uh, But yeah, I think think Sot and Scream and Inbound diffed their opposing role uh, in all of the wins that they had against uh, Dragons. Like, they just did more on the map saw it literally look like the best soul laner Dude, when he was, he was pretending ins- and impacting the map. He was going insane. He was going absolutely yeah. insane in this set. And Scream was diffing Sam, and Bobby was making Emoja look like one of his best characters, which is, I mean, no offense to Bobby, 
but he's not known as like the premier Yamoja player. Um, no, no. But he was playing like it. And as a fan of Scarabs, I was really impressed to watch them like come together. I do think that is some of the worst. Like, I don't want to take anything away from Scarabs, but I do think that is some of the worst Dragons has played ever. Mm-hmm. Um, they just did not look cohesive. Their decision-making was bad. They were getting outplayed in, like, the micro plays as well as the macro plays. And they just look very disorganized and just kind of lost. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they just didn't seem bad. Or didn't seem good, sorry. No, I, I think that that's that's definitely correct. I mean, they, they dominate game one and then basically just got stomped the rest of the set. Uh, I don't know, Ronnie, you can go first before I kind of give what I was thinking. I mean, what what were you uh, what were you thinking when you were watching this set? Um, to be honest, Scarabs really, really impressed us. Even though, um, well, Scarabs doesn't matter, to be honest. At this point, I learned this. Scarabs doesn't mm-hmm. matter in before the tourney. But, like, we were having our more struggles against Scarabs than J-Dragons. But I was, I was like, it's Scarabs, you know, they can beat us. It's okay. But, for example, I don't know. They just show up better than them. I feel like Inbound was doing a smart plays. But sometimes it's questionable place too, so... <laughs> oh, but it's you okay, mean you he know? was being inbound, you know, just yeah. typical stuff. <laughs> I think he was just being more productive, you know, they woke up with a, with a right foot, and that's it, I think. Yeah, it, I mean, look, the Scarabs played really, really well. I mean, obviously, Solo Retrol was going crazy. Um, Baronic, you know, they, they clearly were trying to, you know, invade Reds and put Hurry behind and give the farm over to Baronic and let him kind of do his thing, and Baronic was was playing really really well. Um, mm-hmm. Thought that uh, you know I was very impressed with him. I mean he goes seven and zero in game two and then eight and zero in game three, uh, and you're gonna win all of your games when that happens. Uh, in fact, the last three games of the set he goes a combined eighteen and one, um, which is uh, which is really crazy. You know I, I thought that the the game one. You know, it was the the Freya pick, and Stewart just, like, didn't get to play the game. Um, mm-hmm. And the Dragons played up against the Freya, how you're supposed to play against the Freya. And then they go Oleron, and they just didn't... They just didn't do to the Oleron what you what they did to the Freya. And obviously, Oleron is better in the laning phase than Freya um, early on and can defend his purples better. But not well enough, I don't think, to, to just not go for any purple invades or any, or any left side buff invades. Um, and then, you know, game four, they pick Scotty and I'm thinking, you know, it, it, you, you're thinking about playing Barry, you, you're a Scotty lover. How would you love to play Scotty into Sirket Dodgy Osiris? Uh, does that oh, sound yeah. fun to you? That's awful. And then also, I think it was into Olo and that's not even a great yeah. matchup because he just ults your dog. Like if you, if you eat your dog at the Olo to start the fight, he ults your dog and then just ignores your dog because your dog's like slow eight years behind stuck in the <laughs> Oleron and he just walks at you and kills you yeah um, i figured a great 1v1 either i was gonna ask you like i figured if this that's got to be a matchup where if scotty gets ahead the Oleron yep, shouldn't 100%. be able to do anything right like yep and then they just never played around duo they like fine got really big this was the bassett solo game fine got really big and so sam was like camping his lane a little bit but i felt like fine's big they should just let him be big on his own and go get Panda ahead because if he comes out of the laning phase as Scotty against Dodgy, Olorun, Sirket, and and Osiris, then he's not going to be able to play no matter what. So, yeah, you, I don't know. Their macro just those, really confused me. You can play those style of picks if you have like a lot of mid-jungle pressure and you can control the map and get wards and just watch the Sirket move around the map. But a lot of times in SPL, you can't do that or like at tournaments you can't do that like you're not always going to get the perfect ward vision and you're not going to feel comfortable enough as a sky to step up and ward for yourself so then you're just stuck in this like perpetual cycle of like oh no i'm gonna die if the circuit or the dodge is here and you start losing pressure etc etc and also i want okay i don't remember the games exactly but i want to say even though fine was big i think Sot was still like the first one to rotate to yep. things the first one to make an impact yep he definitely was. He definitely was. I mean, he 
He got big because of that cheese gank at level uh, level one on Hurry, where oh, yeah. Saw just came in right away. That dude, what a tilter that would have must have been, bro. I would have been, I would have been on the moon if that were me. And then like Hurry comes back and he walks to his red buff and Scream just insta dodgy threes on him as soon as he shows up and like dies for it. But he killed him anyways, and oh, that would have that would have sent me. Uh, the scarabs yep. just like held W and it worked. Um, and it was, uh, but they, but they also played the map really well and had good micro and all that kind of stuff. So it wasn't just, uh, it wasn't a cheesy win by any stretch. Yeah. They, uh, they definitely earned it. Scarabs did the same thing in scrims. I assume they did it to you as well, Ronnie, where they would literally just drag you into the mud. Like it was just like a slugfest the whole time. Like there was constant fighting. Yeah. There, there was arenas every, every middle every time. <laughs> yeah. Or in duel or in like Ulfury or Oracle. There were just arena yep. every time hey man if it works it works uh yeah. it also works. also also i feel like bastet was a trap pick into this tournament i feel yeah. like maybe only oh. scream played well yeah scream played it really well and everyone else did not look very good yeah even my jungler by the way if you're watching this panel you're bastard, bro. <laughs> it's not it it's not it <laughs> no everyone looked bad on it i feel like everyone was missing ults on it i mean even the game where finds like seven and two or whatever i feel like he got every kill with abilities one through three and the ultimate like never mattered at all um but scream didn't miss dude that guy i mean yeah he was there. yeah he was hitting everything, and he made it look really good whenever you could hit everything. So yeah, I remember there was one play where he was in Sam's speed, and he solo him. It was like, what is he doing there? Why is yeah. there? Where is his team, bro? Like, I was kind of upset because I was watching that. <laughs> yeah, hey man, I'm sure you weren't as upset as Sam was whenever he uh, got soloed underneath his tier two, and then Scream still lived. That was uh, that was pretty crazy. Um, all right, then to the other quarterfinal. Uh, this one was uh, was a bit of swift justice here from you guys, yep. Ronnie. Um, what a, I mean, obviously the, th- the your game one picks and bans, the knock support and the ESET support. <laughs> uh, what was what was Jake's reaction whenever <laughs> whenever they locked in Knox, uh, Vera? We did not expect that bottom two. You could give me that draft a hundred times, and I would never guess Nox Chalk bottom two. Yeah. And I was like, what are these guys doing? This can't be good. And then we get to the team fight stage, and I'm like, I'm not getting any value off my Oleron ult. Ronnie's literally Nox ulting me every team fight, yeah. or I'm getting Chalk ulted every team fight. Like, what am I supposed to do? And I was like, oh, this is actually pretty good to what I'm playing. So. Yeah, then the sieges were also so difficult. Like, on that duo Phoenix, it was so hard to actually get in. And I didn't want to, like, full commit YOLO my ult to get the Phoenix. Because, like, most of the time I was getting Nox ulted and Chalk ulted. So, like, I don't know. It, it was That was such a rough game to, like, figure out what to do. Dude, I've been saying that on Phoenix sieges that just Chalk acts into rain, like, where they're walking in. Like, it's the whole Phoenix. Like, you can't get anywhere near it, and you're slowed, and attack speed slowed, and that's OP. Like, it, it, he's going to have it back, basically, by the time it's done, uh, if he has full CDR. So, I don't know, man. I'm a chalk believer, for sure. I'm yeah. kind of surprised we didn't see more of it. Um, to be honest, we copied that chalk from Benji, because there was, I think, one week or one day, we had a double block. It was just spamming chalk, I think. Or something like that, and then we were like, okay, no, okay, yeah, I remember this. So we were about to start our, our screaming, right? And then Sabman go, goes, he was like, guys, Chuck is OP. Yesterday in my rank games, he was holding W, he was <laughs> tanky, he was healing, I was slow, let's ban the gold, please. And then we're just banning it or like practicing. When we figured it out, it was like a, a good pick. So yeah, Chuck OP, I guess. Dude, zap, zap in the rank sense, man. He knows, yeah. uh, he knows what's good, I suppose. He was about it. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that game one, even though, you know, I think that as time goes on, we'll think of this set as uh, as a really easy one for the Leviathans. Um, that game one was really close, and Barra, you guys worked on the on the verge of winning. You had a, an EFG, and, um, and we're sieging left side Phoenix. What uh, what do you think went wrong in that, in that one fight? Uh, I think we just couldn't find the proper... There was like a mixture of we couldn't find the proper room to siege the Phoenix. And then we also couldn't find the like initiation that we wanted 
And then we also felt like we were kind of on a timer to get the Phoenix, like before obviously EFG wore off. But our team comp can't run away. <laughs> and that's the thing. If we're committing to the Phoenix, like if I'm Oleron ulting the Phoenix, I can't get out. Like <laughs> I will always get chased down and caught. And so it was just really difficult. Like, I don't know. It's, it's so easy to do it in a scrim. You just all the Phoenix and just go for it. And most, most of the time their front line will like play poorly into it. But Leviathan's front line weren't giving me the opportunity. And I was getting like three or four man ults throughout the game, but I wasn't getting kills and I wasn't getting value off of them. Mm-hmm. So on the Phoenix, I didn't want to just like YOLO, just like, here we go. Like, here's my ult. But uh, I don't know. It was so weird. Like I watched it back and I think last got like one tapped off an Erlong knockup and a uh, stinger. And then once that happens, like we lose the game off of that. Like, mm-hmm. He's going to pick up Stinger, they're going to chase us down, they're going to chalk rain on me all the way up the map, and I can't get away. Like, I was, like on my way in, I'm like, do I want to bring them to my base? Do I want to bring them back to their base? Like, yeah, I, I don't know. The whole, the, the game felt barely winnable, and that's not great, considering that was the draft. I think we literally didn't lose a scrim with that draft. And, I mean, yeah, obviously it's scrims, but like, if you're literally never losing with certain picks, that does give you, like, so much confidence. And we did feel like the E-set was, like, really good, obviously, going in. And we thought that they were going to value it. But I think we were just lost in a scrim meta a little bit. And we were way behind the assassin support meta. Mm. And we were just constantly reacting to what they were doing as the set went on. And trying to, like, scramble, which is never a good thing at Worlds, obviously. Yeah. Uh, Rangi, what do you remember from that game one in particular? Okay, I think when I picked Nox, I literally said that we were going to win the game, but then they picked Chiron, and I was crying inside. I was like, okay, I'm not going to root anyone because he's just going to get cleans. And it happened in late game. We were like 40 minutes. I was trying to do my combo clean. Combo clean was like, bro, this is so depressing, dude. <laughs> and and the time that I get the opportunity to do it because Karen was dead, I missed. I was like, I was so, I was done. I was I was just okay. Get me out of this game, dude. Well, you weren't in that game much longer after forty <laughs> minutes, so you know you had that going for you, I suppose. Um, yeah. Okay, and then games two and three, you know, game two, this one was just kind of pretty dominant um from you guys wrong you i mean zap was the only one who died because you know he's feeding all the time <laughs> he, he only, he's the only one with any deaths he goes two two and five and the rest of you guys all live the entire time were you guys giving him a little bit of uh, making fun of him a bit for that i mean we're, we're getting used to you know it's like <laughs> if someone dies it's about 70 percent is Sadman or Panatom, to be honest, 100% literally. Yeah, exactly. I, that, I, that's what stood out to me is Panatom with a zero in the death column. That's uh, that's a little bit uh, unique. Um, and then, Barrett, you guys kind of go away from the E-set after game mm-hmm. two. Um, yeah, game two, Jake was just getting picked on cooldown, and we weren't responding well on the map to it. And once Jake can't like step up on the map, we lose like all pressure like ronnie's able to walk around the map freely get wards out and then wherever jake goes like there's three people on him and he's just getting insta gibbed basically and after that we were just like okay our meta's wrong we have to do like an adjustment on the fly going to game three and we just like basically fought into them on solo side and basically put me and zap on an island and i don't think we were as experienced fighting solo side with assassin supports as leviathans were and so it was, it was just like a final like Hail Mary basically because what we had prepped was not working. Mm-hmm. Is that how you would describe the um, the world's meta, Rongyu? Do you think it was kind of like uh, forwarded by Assassin Supports? Um, yes and no because I had a really bad Assassin Support game because, okay, if you don't get a lead or like um, control mm-hmm. the map or like use your mobility as an assassin, I, I don't think you're going to do well because there was one time when I was Fenrir against the Kings and I didn't do anything against the Fafnir or even I played Ganesh against an assassin. It's I don't know. I feel like in this meta, you could go assassins or just counterpick. But most likely mm-hmm. counterpick, I think, was this word to counter a lot. Mm. 
what what do you think if you had to describe the meta as a whole um what how would you describe it for this for this event um adc's meet mm-hmm. and gilgamesh <laughs> <laughs> Dude, gilgamesh went well panatom really on gilgamesh but I, I feel like every gilgamesh just went absolutely crazy um yep. which you know obviously he dominated all year and then he kind of seemed to fall off but Turns out that uh, that ultimate is pretty good, and like having a drop kick is pretty good. Like all that stuff tends to uh, to work pretty well. It seems. It's um, really surprising that that works. You know. Yeah, I know. I can't Shocker. believe. Shocker. Uh, you know what's so funny? I actually got a chance to um, play like when Gilgamesh was getting play tested before he was released. That was the beginning of the year when we didn't have anything going on. So I was working with the design team a lot and playtesting a bunch. And I'd say Gilgamesh felt like one of the weaker new gods that was about to come out um, that I've playtested. You know, I thought that he was going to be good, but not insane. Um, and I was really wrong on that one. I can, uh, I can tell you that much. That God is, uh, is something else, but there were so many iterations where, like, that ultimate didn't feel impactful um, before it had, like, an initial damage hit or, um, you know, how, long, how strong the slow was, all that kind of stuff. There were just a lot of things that I was like, yeah, if you don't hit your two, you're kind of just, like, useless. But, um, so my bad on that. You know, maybe my feedback uh, <laughs> doomed us all. Yeah, Gilgamesh. his his kick is a cool ability. I love playing Gilgamesh because of that ability, to be honest. Yeah, it feels so good, man. Like, yeah. One of the most satisfying abilities in Smite, no doubt about it. Um, all right, then on to the semifinal day on Saturday, uh, it started off with the Titans up against Scarabs. Oh, I do have to mention uh, Scream's demon build um, because he typed it like three times in the chat for Gilgamesh. <laughs> that's uh, that's what makes him good. What's the demon build? The demon yeah, build is what Panatom was doing and what and what Scream was doing. The uh, the Shogun's Kasari. Oh, uh, oh. You know, uh, <laughs> That that's the demon build. I don't know why it's called the demon build, um, but you know, here we are. If Scream deems it, that, that's how it works, I suppose. Uh, it's out of my hands at that point. Um, all right, yeah, semifinals, Titans and Scarabs, bro. This first game of this semifinal like broke my brain. Like, <laughs> I was literally losing my mind at this game because you know, Titans. I think we're the overwhelming favorites coming into this tournament. Um, everyone was expecting them to play really well. The, you know, layers, kills, Baronic, like, level two. Oh, then he goes yeah, duo, gets, like, another kill. Then yep. he comes back mid, kills Baronic again, I think. And I'm like, all right, well, this game's over. Um, and then the Scarabs proceeded to play maybe the greatest game of Smite I've ever seen. Like, I feel like they didn't miss an ability. They they mm-hmm. moved as a hive mind, like, and they all shared the same thoughts for, like, the next 20 minutes. Um, I mean, obviously, like, Sot was going absolutely bananas, but, like, Scream was perfect, Bobby was perfect, Stu was perfect, Baronic was perfect. They all just, like, outplayed the Titans individually as a team, everything. Uh, it, like, broke my understanding of what smite is to just like watch that happen to the team that I thought was really good. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, that game one, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but after game one, I was thinking like, damn, the scarabs might just become like nuclear red hot and just like mess around and win the whole thing. If they, if they played like they did the last 20 minutes of game one, they would have at least taken the Leviathans a little bit of the distance. Uh, yep. But yeah, I don't know. They just could, you know. They burned too hot. They burned out. Uh, I suppose. But were you guys yeah. with me? Like I was losing it. Yeah. Uh, I, I, for example, right now I'm trying to think. Like, okay, who was playing well? But they're all well. To be, I think Boroni was playing really, really well. He mm-hmm. was doing a lot of damage, positioning well. He was playing like probably the best as my I have ever seen of him. Mm-hmm. And Definitely. then Scream just doing, you know, Scream things. He's playing well. I think also um, there's one play where Cyclone pre-beats Humbat something. I, that was so weird, oh, but yeah. but yeah. I was like, okay, it's okay though. And then I don't know. Then the Jumoya, it was it was good. So yeah, I'm happy for the boys. Barra. Uh yeah, kind of just the same thoughts. I remember 
Uh, I think it was it. Oh yeah, I think I'm getting the dragon set confused. Was it Sots play? Yeah, it was Sots play on the layers at like back camps of forest layers of oh. and then they killed Benji off of it at blue, and then all it was like all Titan's momentum just got sucked away, like yeah. in that play on Solo side. Yeah, I think and... I remember that. I think Paul rotated to that. He went like as a front laner as Tiamat. It was so crazy. I don't know. Oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was uh, that was that was a huge engagement for sure. Uh, Scream in the chat said, "Yeah, I think. I mean, I think we should have three would them, but we threw game two and lost the momentum, and that was tough." Um, mm -hmm. And I really feel like if that game two, that game two, it looked like they were going to be in a position to do sh do so. They never got really far ahead, if my memory serves, but it looked like things were starting to go really well. Um, oh, this is the game that Stewart was really big. Uh, oh, this is also the game that Sot oh. took a tower shot level two and died. Uh, <laughs> bro, that I was so sad, man. That just made me legitimately sad. Yeah, I remember that. I was so upset. Afterwards, yeah, I saw Benji uh, in the break room afterwards, and I was like, <laughs> easy solo kill for you, huh? And it just extremely Benji voice goes, yeah, played it perfectly. Yeah, I heard that. <laughs> that made me laugh. Bro. I was loving it, man. I was absolutely loving it. And you know what? I like. I'm not even mad at Sot for going for the play. You know what I mean? Like, if he solo kills him wave two, after or wave one, level two, after like dominating the entire dragon set, dominating that game one, I feel like that's just the type of play that just like makes your whole team feel like you can't possibly lose. Um. Mm -hmm. The downside is when you take the tower shot and die, that it's like, oh, <laughs> now we don't have any confidence anymore. But you, you I like the idea. Yeah, you got to take the risk. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's uh, that's how it works. Oh, it back, and he did have fifteen health on Benji. So that... no, that's what I'm saying, man. It was it was close. But nope. Osiris from behind into Nike. I feel like Nike just runs the game from there on out, and yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's uh, that's the way it goes. Um, also, it looked like they were still going to be in a really good spot that game, and then Aurora hit, like, the god double stun on Fenrir. Oh, yeah, he met his his boy, too. Yeah, and hit the med, and it was absolutely crazy. That was just, like, such a big play Oh, and they panicked two beats at the same time. I was like, no, bro. Yeah, was it was, like, the perfect play from Aurora. Yeah. Cyclone was getting the treatment. Um, basically all weekend, man. Cyclone was just getting gunned <laughs> down by everybody. It was, it would be so funny, like, they'd be team fighting, and then Cyclone would show up, and they'd stop doing fire or, like, anything else, and they would just, like, four-man run at Cyclone spin every single fight. <laughs> it was just, like, it, it, I felt bad for him, man. There's just nothing you can do. Uh, you just gotta hope that everyone else is gonna carry the game for you. If they're gonna, if they're gonna invest that much, bro, like... What can you really do? You know what I mean? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, that reminds me of someone trying to kill me with circuit and four ultimates at the same time when I was Fenrir. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was uh, that was a decision that was made. Was that in the finals or was that uh, or was that the? That was Jake. That was, that was Jake. Jake. Yeah, that's what, yeah. Oh, that was Jake. That's right. Yeah, that's what. I oh, thought. I remember that. <laughs> I well, I, I don't remember the player. I don't. I didn't see the play. I just remember my team going. We cannot go on the support like that. <laughs> like once we say that, I just know that like something really bad happened in that team fight because I didn't. I did not watch those games back. I remember that conversation though. Ronnie, I thought you had another like crazy escape where they used a lot on you. Um, it was in the finals against the Titans when you were. Oh, the Fury. Yeah, dude, I can't believe you live, bro. I think I tell my teammates I'm dead. But then I wasn't because literally, like, Paul, he was like, oh, hey, Ronnie. And then he just ignores me. I was like, okay, bye, Paul. I know. You, like, turned around. You tossed the two at him. And you were like, all right, see ya. And just, yeah. like, and just ran out. Dude, I, we, we showed a replay of it. And you lived because Layers beads your ult, which let him move, which made Cyclone Spin's ult miss. Because Cyclone oh. ulted on Layers because you were, like, Sir Ket ulting him. Yeah. But then Layers beads and moved. Well, it, and so it hit, wait, uh, did the he cycle. beat? Yeah, he beats. I'm pretty oh. sure. Well, Spinner like, or maybe he was like, super dr'd. Spinner ulted like upwards, like past gold a little bit. It seemed like I couldn't tell if he was actually trying to hit because you can't miss that. Even if like, even if layers beats, that's an unmissable crib ult. But yeah, he was like, 
going upwards at I don't know. I remember seeing it on the replay. I'm like, wait, what? Like, why would... I don't know. That, that was just a weird situation. Yeah. It was just, I don't know, too free, I suppose. Um, but yeah, back to this Titan Scarab set. Uh, game two, I thought that the Scarabs could win. Um, we were talking to the green room in between games. We all felt like it was... They had to win game three. That, that like, none of us felt super confident mm-hmm. that... If they lost game three, they'd be able to win two in a row and just losing the momentum and all that kind of stuff. Um, and then this was, uh, that game didn't go super well. That was the Guan Yu game. This Odin pick for the Titans was, like, super good. Uh, and then the Titans just kind of, like, tightened on them. Games two, three, and four. Yeah, but, when I said the Guan Yu solo, I was, I don't know. I didn't like their comp, but they had Guan Yu Nasha. Yep. It was mo- like four mm-hmm. physicals with Morgan, no follow-up on Nasha Ult. That was a terrible comp, in my opinion. Yeah, I didn't like that draft very much at all. And that yeah. was kind of like what the problem was for the Scarabs a lot of this year, is they'd find one comp and look unbeatable on it, and then teams would like hard pick and ban around it, around it, and they didn't seem to have that like secondary comp to then win with. You know what I mean? Like They were really good if they got five out of these like seven gods or eight gods that are all kind of like in that team identity but as soon as you take them out of that identity they didn't have that that follow-up which is difficult to do you know the 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 hard part is finding the one comp that you can't lose with and uh i think they deserve a lot of credit for getting to a point where they had a style of composition that they couldn't lose with against you know a a lot of really good teams at a world championship um yeah nasha's jungler is so annoying like me as a support when I go assassins or whatever, I have to go beat. And Steven hates that when I go beat. <laughs> He's like, are you going beats, Ronnie? Go die or do something. I was like, bro. <laughs> what about you, Barry? You want your support picking up beads or you want them uh, to I, die for the cause? I hate when they go beads, bro. Like, you're throwing my laning phase by going beads. Like, you're, you're literally just useless. And if... But half the time you don't even use the beads for like five minutes, so congratulations. You're just holding <laughs> on to them for safety. It's about the like, it's about the threat, Barra, you know? They yeah, need yeah, to have it uh, just in case. I get it, I get it. It's like I, I'm on Steve's side here. Like, you're gonna die most of the time, so just get med for me and then you should just position better. <laughs> ah, that's, that's about okay. it. <laughs> wow. Wow. Tell us how you really feel, Bear. These ADCs, man, just so underrated. Yeah. <laughs> the bike liners, huh? Yeah, that is crazy. Listen, only ADCs. It's a mid laner. You can buy you can build whatever you want, Ronnie. You know? Thank if you, you want to build med and save my life, that would be nice, but I'm not gonna require it. Um yeah. Alright, then your semifinal up against the Kings. Um I tweeted beforehand that I really felt like this. I I just did not know who was going to win this set because both you guys and the Kings have had stretches where you look really, really strong and then stretches where you look like you're kind of beating yourselves and not, um, and not even stressing about what the other team is doing. But bro, you guys, I mean, game one, they get one kill. You end it in 20 minutes, but the first 16, there were no kills. Um, I don't know if I've ever seen a game go from not a whole lot of fighting, you know, just a little bit of like objective uh, positioning to over that quickly. Yeah, I feel like always, it's always against the Kings. We don't fight at all at, in 10 minutes. Like, I think it's literally this, this team, we always, 10 minutes, we don't fight. I don't know if like we're starting each other, the comp or whatever, but then something crazy happens at gold or red or pyro or whatever, and they the game explodes magically yeah it was by pyro and you guys win that fight get fire and the game uh it it was that easy and then game two you guys kind of keep the ball rolling um this was uh this was a ganesh game for you ronnie i was uh, was, how pumped were you to be able to play ganesh that was a really good ganesh game actually yeah, I, mean, I remember. I remember. I remember genetics trying to jump as Fafnir every time. It's so funny oh. <laughs> when they get like when he gets up in the air, but then he silences yeah. and it's like comes right back. Down. Yeah, but then he comes back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think that was a really good counter against Fafnir. It's just like an Artemis thing. Mm-hmm. If you can like, 
I don't know, limit Fafnir of his ult. I think it's a really, really good counter. And Ganesh does that pretty well. Also busted. Like, Ganesh, it was a really good Ganesh game, in my opinion, there. So we just did it, and we won too. Yeah, yeah you guys only won that in picks and bands, in my opinion. Like, once you locked in the Ganesh, and then they locked in Nike, I think, Bastet afterwards, I'm like, okay, this is, it's literally over. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I liked your comp a lot in this game. Somehow, Yark kept getting RDO. Um, which is crazy. He does go 0-1 and 5 in that game, but and only 9k damage, but still mitigated 46,000 damage that game. Yeah, Ario is just so be like, why? Why is that god broken, bro? Like six abilities, heals, cripples, bro. It's, he can make you breakfast if she wants. What? <laughs> <laughs> she can do it all, man. She can do it all. Um. Barry, are you going to say something? I was going to say, I feel like other teams should have been playing RDO. Like, yeah. I, that got playing against that character is so frustrating. And I think going into it, we had kind of thought that you guys and maybe Kings would play it, but we were mainly scared of you guys playing it over, like, or we were just, in theory, thinking of, like, no one else is really going to play RDO except for you guys. But as a backliner, like, that character is so frustrating to deal with. And then you also feel like, oddly forced to buy anti-heal for an RDO, which also feels really awkward and just bad. Mm -hmm. well, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know, man. Do I'm pretty sure... I'm going to look it up right now. I'm pretty sure that, um, you know, obviously she got a bunch of buffs in the middle of the season, but I think almost every single one of those buffs have been reverted, except for... Uh, Except for the dash speed. Mm -hmm. Let's see here. Yeah, decrease cooldown from 12 to 10 on the 1, and then increase the charge speed. Then it went from 10 to 11, then 11 to 12 on the 1, and then the 2 got nerfed. It got a second CD added and decreased the uh, power debuff on the vines, on the, on the cripple. From It, it lost 10% at max rank, which is a bunch. So she's literally worse than she was at the beginning of the season where she didn't see any play at all. She's objectively worse and she still looks that crazy, which is, uh, which I always think is really funny whenever that happens. So what? take that as a lesson, you know, that there are OP gods out there that just no one's touching. They just don't, they just don't know them yet. Yep. Yeah. I think also like RDO into hell, like the RDO literally doesn't have to care about the hell's damage at all mm -hmm. and the hell also most of the time won't build anti-heal and i think like kings and titans are both kind of doing that where like they kind of need anti-heal in their comp but they're playing hell and now it's like we can't get anti-heal like we can't get as much as we need yep yeah do you think do you guys think hell was overrated i mean she was still like 100 percent pick ban i'm pretty sure uh mm -hmm in this tournament do you think that that was um i mean but then didn't perform super well whenever she was played do you think that she was overvalued or do you think it was just you know some some low-end variance on the games that she did get through i think it depends because if you get like amc for health that's really the best matchup you can get i feel like the only good health in the league is paul and chinto i feel like the other healths are i don't know to scare or like I don't know, because when Paul got hell, I was like, okay, we beat his hell in scrims when we got MC, so that was pretty much the plan. We knew we were, that we're living um, hell open, so we're like just with the plan and follow it up. But yeah, I think hell is just, I don't know. I love that pick, but sometimes I hate it. I hate him, because if you don't go like a magical in solo, maybe, she doesn't do a lot of damage, but she can do a lot of damage too. It's weird, I don't know. Yeah, she is yeah. really weird in that way. Barra, what, what do you think? Kind of exactly what Ronnie said. Like, sometimes you can completely shut it down and nullify it, and then other times she literally wins the game outright at, like, 10 minutes, and she rotates everywhere and kills everyone. Mm -hmm. And then also you can't ever kill her. And there's sometimes, I feel like, I'll see Hell's going the same build, and sometimes I'll get, like, 1K'd, and sometimes I won't get 1K'd. Yeah. And I don't know what the difference is. Like, well, the difference is if I'm playing it, you're not getting 1k because whenever I play that god, I feel like I do nothing. Like, I feel like I'm not healing that much. I'm not doing any damage. I'm yep. like, what is happening? Why is this god so OP at pro play? But then I watch Shinto play it, and he, like, one taps a jungler at level four with his, with his three. So, yep. 
I don't know, bro. Like, it's also just, it seems like a risk factor. Like, you don't want to potentially have to deal with that, like, X factor of a character. Mm-hmm. And we were scared of it going into Worlds, but we didn't really practice that much against it because I think most teams were just auto banning it in scrims. And when you're auto banning a character like that in scrims, you just get scared of it on game day a little bit because you can't really counter it mm-hmm. or you don't know the counters of it. Um, but yeah. Yeah, I think that makes sense. Um, Ronnie, you mentioned it earlier, but you had uh, this Fenrir game, game three, the game that the Kings win, um, and also the only game you guys dropped the entire weekend, which is absolutely nuts. Um, yeah. <laughs> Netrioid uh, kind of went off on this one too on the Ola run. Um, were you guys? Uh, w- w- what was the uh, what was the environment like whenever you lost that game? Okay, so I feel like we lost because I don't know we were probably overhyped or we were just making dumb plays. Like it was like a scream to be honest. We were just doing. We weren't playing patient. We were just. I don't know, someone was dying when we were making planes right, and he's like, oh, why are the guys are zoning me? And then he go, he walks up, he dies. You know, just, just scream <laughs> plays, you know? You can't do that. <laughs> but then he was like, okay, uh, next time um, I die, I end. We, we had a better plan, and then we just fix it. So, yeah, a lot of screams are putting the work there. <laughs> yeah, there it is. I mean, the, the game five was... Dude, this this ending of this game five was so nuts. Um, what do you remember from that from that game ending fight? Oh wait, the game four? Yeah, game four, game four. Oh, okay, so I what I, what I remember was like, there's no way I'm going to my first finals, and then also I remember when Variety was waving us in the, in the playoffs. So the first thing I did is stand up and I wave at him. But we're friends, you know. But in that moment, I had the the i don't know the excitement and uh, i don't know just revenge you know yep dude barra didn't they did you guys wave at the bolts too whenever whenever you guys no, beat them in game Shin, three Shin, shinto and then but i could have waved him yeah barra you look, <laughs> bro, i was like what i can't you look you didn't even look upset you looked like your brain i swear i saw like the the cogs working in your brain you were like sitting there like talking or something like that you see a wave and your brain goes Someone's being friendly. I'll be friendly back, and like, you like smile and wave instantly, and like it wasn't even a, it wasn't even a well, thought. I mean, the game three, like it was just one of those like ADC games where I really didn't get to like impact it at all. So like the loss itself didn't really like hurt because I'm just like, well, me and Zap couldn't really do anything in that game anyway. It's like we just mm. lost the fights on solo side. So like in the moment, I'm like not really that upset. Like I did my best, and outside of that, like. I mean, some, you win and lose as a team. Like, mm-hmm. uh, that's, that's just, un, like, unlucky we lost. But, like, because I I was also, like, kind of happy for, like, Shinto that he was, like, that happy and that, like, trash talky because we had just trash talked them, like, really hard the last year's Worlds. Sure. So it's kind of like, you, as a competitor, you, or, like, for me, I enjoy, like, other people's success and, like, other people's happiness through that. Like, I can, like live through that basically and just as a competitor it's like that's just a fun moment like i enjoy that um yeah that's it was a funny moment i i i, I, I just think, i just think you're a puppy man that's just you're just you're just a, a happy little puppy and you're just you just saw someone wave at you and you were happy to be being waved at oh friend just, nice yeah, yeah exactly bro that oh my god that was so i was oh. laughing so hard when i saw that Okay, I wanted to ask, uh, I think it was game four against Kings. What was y'all's reaction when you literally one-tapped the Kepri off the whoop? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Did yeah. him literally explode? Yep. Okay, because, okay, someone was like, okay, we're going to play off the whoop. And I was like, okay, this can go super well or super bad because, like, Freya <laughs> is initiating the team fight. Like, I was I was really scared, but it was, okay, I'm trusting the two times, you know? Well, yeah. two times. And then he I got, I got Kepri, I got Kepri. And then we didn't say name mode or anything. Panadam just ult him, like, instantly, and then he died, was like, oh, nice, let's go, yeah, and then I ult a Falmir, and then we just did fire, and then we, we, we back from the game, I think, that we, we clear all the tower, all the buffs, from being 2k down to, like, 4k up or something like that, and yeah, that was our recovery game. And then you just went back, and Zap kept doing it again, bro, it was so oh. wild, he was like, whoops, he gets, like, uh, what was it, he got, like, 
Kepri ult, and then he whoops and he gets Humbat's ult, and then he whoops and then he gets Olerun ult. Like, Medusa ult too. Yeah, Medusa yeah. ult. Like, he just got every single ult every single time he would walk up for a whoop and just like kept not getting punished because the King's Draft just like didn't punish that well. You still hope that even if you don't have the tools, you can punish the initiating Freya, but. Um, I mean, they, they don't really have, like, an initiation in their comp. They have, like, an Ardeo Kefri, and then the only thing Zap has to worry about is a Hun Blink. Right. So he's feeling, like, pretty confident with the, with the amount of peel that they have. Yeah. Versus, like, the amount of raw damage that the Hun has to come into. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... Yeah, I, I really like Zap's decision-making there. No, I thought, I mean, it, it worked super well and uh, was really hard for for the Kings to deal with. And then the fight that, that really ends it, like, he whoops and he gets all run out, and Netroid tried to, like... I watched it back a bunch because that fight was so close. And Netroid tried to come up and three zap Ooh. on the edge of his Olerun ult. And yeah. Zap just ulted it. And then shot him as he's like running backwards in his oh. Olerun ult. And it like nearly one shot him. Yo, by the way, that Olerun was speed hacking, I swear. What? He was teleporting. Yeah. What? Dude, he was so fast. <laughs> the was... same thing happened on Mid Phoenix, like on your first Fire Giant. And then at the, at the back harpies on that ult. You somehow, like, disarm him with your fast Oh, my three, yeah. It looked so... Like, I watched it back, like, on my stream, like, at, like, 0.25 speed, and you did not hit that disarm. <laughs> you somehow <laughs> hit that disarm. I don't know, like, what that interaction was. It was yeah. really weird. He right. like like I like that that play because like Orun tries to go for Sap, but Sap was... Because they chained the ult, I think that's why, right? Because yeah, now you're in me or something like that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, well, well, I don't know. And then when I saw the auto room sprinting to my back lane, and I was like, "Wait, what is this auto doing?" I was, I was dying slowly, but I was just, I act before die. Let's go, let's go. And then, and then Sap goes like, "Yeah, going jar, going jar, going jar." And then we just press W, and then the mantle of this girl saved literally our lives. That mantle of this girl oh, is, is the best passive in this game. Dude. I love it. Mantle so OP, bro. Yeah. Like, what an OP item Mantle of Discord is. He stunned BMT mid-dash that yeah. would have killed... Uh, I think that would have killed Steve, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Yeah, absolutely brutal. And just, like, the way the team fight was, like, from the camera angle, like, Panatom comes out of nowhere. He comes, like, underneath the camera, like, double-dashes in in order to, to finish him off. That was such a cool... Uh, that was such a cool end fight. Um, yeah. He almost died to the backhand for taunting. Or I don't know what he was doing, but he almost died to the backhand. <laughs> I was like, move, Panito. Dude, how often did, you, did it was Shinto and Panatom. They just kept standing up and taking their hands off their keyboards, like yelling at <laughs> yeah. enemies. I, I was dead, so I could, I could stand up and not care, you know? But then I was like, yo, we're going to end. We're going to end, boys. <laughs> how, dude, imagine if you guys didn't end because you were standing up and yelling. And <laughs> yeah, bro. I was like, oh, shit, we're going to end first. <laughs> That would have been so bad, man. That would have been so bad. Um, all right, then on to the finals. Uh, I mean, the Titans game one, um, you know, you guys, did. I thought, did a really good job of keeping Paul off of the type of picks he wanted to be playing. Um, he goes to the Zeus and goes to the book build, which just means that he doesn't really have an easy spot for any anti-heal. You guys have... Hell and RDO in a meditation, and their anti-heal was uh, one Toxic Blade and an Ankh. <laughs> um, yep. Is that the type of game that you just, like, press tab and you're like, ah, we can't lose. Like, we just have too much healing. Well, to be honest, we know that Paul doesn't like to build Divine Ring because we scream them a lot, and we knew for a fact that he will, if he goes like any other mages, well, maybe with Morgan it's good. But then, with other gods, we knew that with Tiamat, he doesn't go, like, Divine Ring, or, like, he was only playing Tiamat in Screams too, mm-hmm. and then he was playing Shankui or Zeus, and then we had an idea around that, and then, yeah, when we pressed up, they, he didn't have Divine Ring, we were like, okay, we just gotta play slowly, and we can win this team fight Because Shinto died two, two times in the first game. Mm-hmm. As hell, I was like, damn, this doesn't look great, huh? Yeah. Then I, and then somehow we record. Oh, okay. I remember why we he was recording. He was like, "Uh, let me let me solo this. Um, Ronyu, can you leave? I and and he's wait for like, bro. I'm two levels down for doing nothing. Like I'm I'm just existing, dude. 
<laughs> I feel like that's not a. I feel like you've probably been in that situation a few times before, though, with uh, wishing to him telling you to get away from his midway. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of what he's known for at this point. Uh, but hey, you know, he's putting it to good use at the very least. Um, made it work on Wait, that hell. Uh, I, he was 0 2, went to 3 2 by the end of the game. Does Shinto tell you guys what is his and what isn't his or do you just know like does Pantom just know like to not go to his own back camps or I mean if it's up Shinto's gonna do it if if it's up Shinto's gonna do it or like for example there's a typical for example we're doing oracles Shinto throws out Bleary and goes to the wave immediately so I don't capture him and I'm like with Fafnir (laughs) trying to kill the oracle bro (laughs) so I don't know it's it's just synergy at this point we just do it by you know we're like robots, maybe. Dude, whenever uh, <laughs> whenever we did like the mid lane roll queue, and I asked I asked everyone what changes they'd like to see made, and Shinto's answer was, "I wish there were more harpies around mid lane." <laughs> I thought that was the funniest answer of all time. Man. Like, you can get anything in the whole world. It's like, give me more harpies. <laughs> I love it, dude. I love that guy. Um, and then game two. You guys just kind of dominate again. Panatom oh just God. goes nuts on the Gilgamesh. Um, Gilgamesh. Like, Cyclone okay. just couldn't play no, the no, game. No, no, Before Ooh. that. Before yeah. that. What is this draft? <laughs> like, yeah. what? Yeah, There's the fact no that you guys get... Titans can win this comp. Like, yeah, you guys got AMC Yamoja Ardio with your first three picks. Like, It's like you guys <laughs> blind-picked. Yeah, that's, that's so, so, someone said that when we were like, it was like, blind pick Vulcan or Trav, what the heck? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you guys, and you bottom two, I forgot that you bottom two Oleron Gilgamesh. Yeah, <laughs> we had an amazing team, come to be honest. Oh, man. And also, I don't understand why they're banning Freya if they're playing things like Finver is a Nami. Yeah. Like, you're playing to hard pressure the lane, but you're banning the only magical AC. That Steve is most likely going to. He didn't. Pl- I don't think he played Olo before this in the tournament. So why are you? He like... didn't even play any scrims. What? I I didn't understand. Like, you guys literally hard stomp this draft. I I don't know why. It was so frustrating, like, to watch this draft develop. Yeah. Like, I was expecting more in the final. I mean, it wasn't frustrating. Like, I was I was just expecting more from Titans. Like. This this is one of the biggest out drafts I've ever seen at Worlds, ever in my opinion. Yeah, you're sounding a lot just, like Reddit right now, you know. It's, bro, it's, you can't lose with this call. Like, it's you're not wrong. One of the most OP comps I've ever seen. Like, you're giving Ronnie Yamoja, bro. Oh yeah, that's when I when we went to Yamoja, I was like, wait, is this a bait? Am I dreaming? Should I do it? <laughs> I was doubting because okay, it was like okay, the Sassy supports RP. I'm gonna be against a Fenrir because I love Fenrir. But then I was just okay, we're just farming the ten minutes, and if I don't, we don't fight too much in with Yamoja early. I think we we got this, and yeah, we pretty much did that fight. Farm a little bit and then fight with the spikes with the Yamoja. Yeah, I mean, yep. that was the first time you got Yamoja the whole tournament, right? You hadn't gotten it up until this point, if I remember correctly? Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. I mean, we for sure was, we were not letting Ronnie play that character. No way. <laughs> not no, to we, were gonna, we were going to pick it if you guys left it open, like, first pick, but we weren't, there's no way we're going to, like, let it open if you guys were first pick. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, not deal with that. And then game three, uh, I mean, you guys are up two zero. You guys must have felt like this set was just like over. Um, no, okay. So when the second game, we we didn't say anything, or I didn't say one more boy, one more because okay, because the last time that that happened, we lost the, the fourth the, the third game. I was like, okay, let's chill, boys. It's okay. And then we didn't scream. We was like, okay, let's just play smart. I, I was literally repeating this all the game. We don't have to win the game in 10 minutes, boys. Let's just play smart. Literally every every single game I was telling because I feel like sometimes in scrims or like in some SPL games, we're trying too hard to force plays. And then Sadman, he teaches a lot about that, like not to, the, not to fight in dumb spots and all the strategies. And I don't know. It was a really good third game, to be honest. It was more fighting there. Yeah, I, think. I mean, you guys were, like, gunning them down this game. 
I mean, you were 1-1-17 in on Yamoja again. Um, <laughs> Panatom, 8-2-12. Like, it, it just felt like everywhere you guys went, you were super strong. Yarkor makes that the insane play where he, like, baits the 1v2. I mean, he baited, like, level 3, he baits for the first blood mm-hmm. um, in the 2v1. And then, again, later on in the game, when they're, when they're kind of dogpiling on him in solo, he ends up getting the triple kill. Like, at what point did you feel like, okay, we can't, you know, we, like, we actually won? Did it did it creep in at all before you guys actually killed the Titan? Yeah, okay, because I thought we were going to win with the first Fire Giant we did, but somehow we all died. I think we trolled us so hard. I don't yeah. know what happened. I know I, what I, happened. I'm going to throw you, happened? I'm gonna throw him under the bus. Shinto got uh, Ganesh caged, and he oh, just yeah. sat in the middle of it and didn't, oh. like, he could just three out because he sold. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, I remember some. <laughs> okay, yeah. after the like game, yeah, after that game, it's. Uh, Shinto was like, I was trapped on an shoot and then Sal goes like, you can three out, you know that, right? (laughs) (laughs) He didn't know it apparently, because he stayed in there, and he was hitting the Phoenix, and I was like, that can't be good. Um, And then he didn't Aegis until, like, after his disapparate was either about to go off, or, like, right as he came out, but he took, like, 90% of his health before he got into disapparate. So, yeah, that uh, that was a bit of a... A little bit of trolling, as they say. Um, yeah, and, and I really thought that, like, the Titans, I mean, they kind of came back. They were, you know, they f- it felt like that game was so over. But then at that point, they were only down, like, 6K or something like that. And, you know, it was still fairly early. It was, like, 23 minutes. But it didn't feel as over uh, after that. Yeah, I feel like in the third game, we all drafted them so hard when we beat when Heim. And because mm-hmm. that Morgan was, it was gonna be annoying if we didn't have Heim. So I feel like, he, I think we we draft so well this tournament. I feel like Sabman, Oxy, all literally all the boys were throwing up ideas, or really like chatting in Discord before the game, or like in this in the studio talking about the games, or like well, counters and all the stuff. Even picks we didn't play, for example, I didn't play certain screams at all. But then Sabman was like, okay, Ronnie, you gotta play an assassin. I run it down, and I was like, okay, let's do it. And then, yeah, pretty much that's how it happened. Then, when we were ending, I was like, okay, there's no way I'm a world champion, though. There's no way. <laughs> Dude, that must, have been, uh, that must have been very, very exciting. You guys, like, clearly clearly pumped. Have you seen the, vi- the, the picture of you oh getting my, scared okay. by the confetti? Dude, I'm here to back you up, Ronnie. I'm here to back you up. That cannon for the confetti was so loud. It, it was. was so loud. It was. It was. It was very loud. So, dude, I don't blame you. I jumped as well. Uh, I just was lucky enough to not be staring at a camera whatever. whenever I jumped. Yeah, well, I was like, my first world champion, I want to see the picture of the team, and it's me dancing or scaring. I don't know what I was doing. I was like, oh, my God, bro. It's whatever. I, I, I get it, you know? Oh, man. It was, it was really funny. Uh, I thought it was good. Also, we got really lucky that you guys won worlds because the confetti was blue and yellow. Oh, maybe but what's the script? Maybe it was the script, but I that would have been kind of funny if the Titans came in and won and it was blue and yellow confetti. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been like, damn, they didn't think we were going to win. Like it was uh it was against us. But yeah, Handyman <laughs> had the script, you know. We knew uh, we knew who was going to win the whole time. There's yep. uh, there's no doubt about it. Um all right, I think that's uh, I think that's gonna do it for this week's episode. Uh, Ronnie, congratulations again on uh, on a Thank big you. win. Now you just simply have to run it back. You know that's uh, it's it's just that easy. And make someone back to back to back to back. That's right, <laughs> four, four in a row. Also, a roster leak that they're staying with Zapman. No! Roster apocalypse oh! is upon us. Oh, we got him, ladies guys. and gentlemen. No! I'm too good at what I do. I'm looking for a team, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we uh, obviously won't be able to talk about roster stuff until it becomes a little bit more solidified. But, Barry, you and I have to go over Season 9 patch notes next week. Um, ADC suck, bro. Well. Holy. You, you think you guys suck more than mid laners? I think mid laners oh, suck yeah. more. No way. No way. Oh, bro. Have you? S- okay, we'll get into it next week. Okay, we'll get into it next week. But we do have a random right, question right, of the week. Not- and now, I, uh, now I'm realizing again that I didn't think of one. Um, 
Okay. Obviously, uh, something that we really missed this year was having that true after party with uh, with mm. everyone. You know, we had a little one, uh, the, just like a kind of private event where we could rent out a space last night, but not with all the fans and everything like that. Um, and maybe we uh, maybe we throw out some good after party memories that are podcast safe, Barra. You know, I know you're getting crazy up <laughs> oh. there at the uh, at the after parties, I'll, but you yeah, know. I'll be honest, most of the after parties I don't remember. Yeah. So, oh, I mean, I'll say my favorite after party memory, probably like of all time, was when kind of the whole fish tank came to an event. Like, all the people that have been in the community for a long, long, long time that I'm really close to. Mm-hmm. Um, we, they just, well, they just came and we just bonded like the whole time. And it was really interesting to kind of see my impact on them and their impact on each other. And to just hang out, like, I, we hung out the after party a lot, obviously, but we hung out, like, the whole event, and it was just really fun to just see people that you don't normally see, or people that you never would have interacted with outside of, like, Worlds and Smite, if, obviously, life would have been different. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just really cool to get those experiences and get those memories that otherwise we wouldn't be having. Yeah, I remember that year. Uh, I think... Um... I like walked outside that year and you were surrounded by like 10 people. And I was like, are you okay? Like, is, are you good? Like, there are just so many people like all around you at the same time. Um, it was awesome, man. But yeah. I would love to just go back to that night. That was a good time. Ronnie, any, uh, any after party memories to share? Well, it's fine. I'll, I love when, for example, there's, Panda and Subman, and when they're getting drunk, they're just all talking about their wars, their wars performance, or like what they fight. It's like so funny watching them because they say literally the same thing every party, or like they're just, no, I'm so much better. No, my Jaguar was better. No, you're Jaguar. So now you're just like so funny. <laughs> it's funny. I, I like that interaction between those guys. Yeah. Yeah. I think for me, the, the best part of the after party is just like everyone knows that. You know, no one's like salty about how worlds went or anything like that. You know, you'll get the the drunken sadness from from whoever lost in the finals or or whatever. But for the most part, everyone's just kind of like talking about the year and like some funny moments and scrims and that kind of stuff, and um, just getting a chance to like actually relax because there's nothing right ahead of you to worry about. Um, yep. That you don't get to do at any other point in the year because even after a playoff event or something like that you know there's more smite to be played um and uh and so having those types of moments is is definitely my favorite part also watching a bunch of people do shoeies uh two years ago the last like real after party that we were able to have uh at the main event um i think like i don't dave didn't do one but like gore and pretty hair and a bunch of australian paladins players they all did shoeies uh you're both looking at me like you don't know what that is when you pour a whole beer you take your shoe off and you pour a whole beer into your shoe and then chug it out of your shoe. What? It's like Why? an Australian uh, party thing that you do. You know, it's like taking. It's like it's that like sounds awful. Yeah, yeah, it's really gross. It's really yeah, gross like, for sure. Whoa! But uh, it looked kind of fun. I didn't. I wasn't like. What? I wish I was doing that. There's something about it, you know, like the camaraderie. Turn the webcam off and go lick your shoe. Of course not, man. Of course not. It's just like uh, that is what they do, you know. You just you just pour a beer into a shoe and then chug it out of there. Imagine you've had a lot of drinks. Dog. Imagine you've had a lot of drinks before this. Okay. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Makes sense. Wrong. You're instantly like, oh yeah, I'm okay. I can see it. Just, well, next time we have a real after party, all of us are going to wear clean shoes. Uh, and then we can all do a shoey together, huh? Yeah, we can okay. like, go, go to the store, buy a shoe, you yeah. know, clean, and then we just pour the drink there. And then now you just have a, a special glass in order to use yeah. in that situation. Um, all right. Thanks, everybody, for watching and listening. Make sure you, uh, you give us a follow and give us a good rating and help us with our sponsors and all that kind of good stuff. And we'll see you next time when we go over Season 9 Patch Notes. Barra, Hazer tried to do the buy. Oh, no. I didn't see the episode. What happened? He did an okay job. He did a very good job okay. at the not buy yeah. part. But the buy part, I think, he, is where we really missed you. So uh, we're glad mm. to have you back uh, to say Thank goodbye you. at the end of the episode here. So take it away, Barry. Bye.
Yeah. See, that's what oh. we were missing. That's what we were missing. <laughs> so clean. Oh. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.